coming back to to John the Baptist, he knew his purpose. We know our purpose, and that is to like lead. What is it? To live glorifying God and to enjoy his presence and to lead others to the Lord. Like that is our purpose for literally existing. You're listening to If That Makes Sense, it's Family Life's original podcast about what life is like as a young person following Jesus and following his word. I love that we're just getting to go through the book of John this time around. I'm Tim. I'm in Family Life's radio department. I'm Hope. I'm in the performing arts department. My name is Jim, and I'm also in the performing arts department. I have to point it out every time that y'all are with us, that we're all together here in this kind of group. That you guys are married. We are. We Jim are Hope. still married. We are. Yeah. We're doing well. <laughs> okay, I wasn't meaning you're still married. Although that is Why? a praise too. That Why? is an absolute praise. Sure. <laughs> Just the fact from the get-go that you're married makes this a really yes. cool thing. Married, work in the same department. Mm, yeah, we get to work together a lot. Yes. We've been doing some writing projects together, mm-hmm. uh, trying to, That's in funny. kind of the slow season of the performing arts department. The off season of performing and shows and stuff. Right. And it's... And glorious to just prep and do things. Kind of studying to just getting like better at our craft. It's a lot of fun. That's so cool. And I love that when we get together for these conversations about the Bible, it's not like from the perspective of just people who do radio stuff at Family Life or just people who are in any one group. Like we're all just talking here together because anybody who can pick up the word of God because you've got his spirit in you, like. We can look at these things and talk about them together. And there's a ton of joy just in doing that. And our little section today from John chapter 3, 22 through 36, is like a grouping of verses that I can't, I'm sure I've heard it talked about. I can't think of a time, though, when I've heard this specific group talked about of verses. So really, no. Yeah. I'm just excited to jump into it, which I'll start here uh, in verse 22, and I'm reading today. Today, I picked the ESV version uh, that I'm reading out of. Uh, That's English Standard Version version for anybody who's (laughs) checking me on my acronym. All right, verse 22. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside, and he remained there with them and was baptizing. John also was baptizing at Anon near Salim because water was plentiful there and people were coming and being baptized, for John had not yet been put in prison. Now a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and a Jew over purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who is with you across the Jordan, to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptizing, and all are going to him. John replied, No one can receive anything unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Christ, but rather I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom, who stands by and listens for him, rejoices greatly when he hears the bridegroom's voice. This, then, is my joy, and it is complete. He must become, he must become more important while I become less important. The one who comes from above is superior to all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks about earthly things. The one who comes from heaven is superior to all. He testified about what he had seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. The one who accepts his testimony has confirmed clearly that God is truthful. 
For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for he does not give the Spirit sparingly. The Father loves the Son and has placed all things under his authority. The one who believes in the Son has eternal life. The one who rejects the Son will not see life, but God's wrath remains on him. The main guy we're looking at in this chapter is John. And as we've said before on this podcast, John, a lot of time, actually, anytime you see the word John, it doesn't mean the name John that the book is named after. Yes. <laughs> He's unnamed throughout the entire book. That John. This John is our buddy old pal, John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. Locust, eating, camel hair wearing, uh, prophecy, shouting. That John. John. <laughs> yeah, right. He's got great taste <laughs> yeah, in food and attire. We were talking about John last time. It was the, the group of us here, I think, as well. We Which about. I thought was fun because last we left the story of John, um, <laughs> it was. We were talking about him. And then when we come back, he's he's still here. He's back, and he that. wasn't he really mentioned left. like in between this since the last time we talked and now in, no. in the scripture. But you guys, Jim and Hope, were just meant to talk about John the Baptist, I guess. But meant to be. Seriously, this guy just keeps being such an awesome character. I use the word character not in a fictional sense, just like yeah. he is a character. Mm -hmm. Oh is. yeah. <laughs> Baptist. Lucas. The way that he speaks is like Southern Baptist. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he gets into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he does. And like it is about that. The way he speaks, he gives us this. Total bumper sticker of a line, and I mean that in a good way, a good kind of bumper sticker. He must increase, but I must decrease is how my version says it. Right. Yeah. How did yours put it, Jim? Uh, I think this is the NIV. I don't have it written down on my paper. He must become more important while I become less important. Yeah. It's, it's very <laughs> cut and dry. That was like the first thing that I circled, and I was just like, wow, I feel like I need some humble pie right now. Right? <laughs> like that's that's hard to swallow. Yeah. 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 Like what would it actually mean to live this out? Ideally, it's what we're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you look, I feel like I'm often probably a lot more like John the Baptist's disciples who they're a lot more concerned about what the image of the movement is. Yeah. They're mm. like, John... This other guy is getting attention. By the way, the, this other guy, it's Jesus. Yeah. Right. They're referring to yeah, Jesus. This, yes. Jesus. Like, this other guy, the one that you kind of gave a plug to his ministry, well, <laughs> now he's taking all our followers. I mean, John, what are you going to do? Mom, Some PR. He's taking my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. And John is like, it's his stuff. Yeah. All of it's his stuff. You, If you don't get it yet, you just don't get it. Right. Everything he says is the way it is. You're right. It's yeah. all his stuff. His character is so, John the Baptist's character is so, I, okay, so talking from a literary, <laughs> like, play background, storytelling background, I'm like, his character is so perfect, and it drives me nuts. <laughs> and I know that he's not perfect. I know that he's not perfect because Jesus is perfect, and people are leaving John to go to Jesus. But, like, he really is so good in just doing exactly what he was prophesied to do. Just point the way. Something that you uh, – to, to Jesus. Something yeah. that you mentioned about this little bumper sticker, uh, like <laughs> you mentioned, uh, he must become more important while I uh, become less important. At least in this translation, it sounds like a mission rather than stating a fact. Mm -hmm. And you said it's our job to like live that out. And it's hard because we think we're very important. <laughs> yeah. 
I just thought it was so interesting that he was saying he must become more important rather than, oh, he's more important and I'm less. That's yeah. how it is. He's like, no, no, no. It's my job to make this so. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know if it's just in this translation or if it is in the original Greek. That's good. Yeah. That it's a moment. Like it's coming. No, no. This is what's, this is what's got to happen. Yeah. From now on, I'm taking less and less of the stage and he's got to get more and more. Like that, mm-hmm. that's the end goal here. And once again, it's not condemnation. It's not, oh, you, you're so full of yourself. How dare you? you it's like, no, you, this is, this is what you must do so that God can be the center of your life and therefore give you all the things that he wants to give you mm-hmm. and be that, just be that part of your life. Yes. It's like, oh, it's an invitation. It's not a, you know, I have no word. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I, hitting something, uh, uh, hitting us with the Bible. I don't know. Yep. He's not thumping this him is, over the head with this. That. Is, That's right. This is an audio podcast and my yeah. arm waving is doing nothing. <laughs> the point is well taken. It's not a clobbering over the head. Thank you. As wild of a... <laughs> I mean, clobber. When can you yeah. go wrong with the word clobber? No. Okay, word. don't actually think about that. It could go wrong <laughs> a lot of places. But in this context. In this context, it's right. not what he's doing. God does not clobber you. <laughs> no, and he could. Like, also, we know John is bold enough. Mm-hmm. We know John is bold enough if he wants to put somebody in their place. But he's, much like Jesus says, patiently bearing with them, it seems, being like, no, no, guys, that's, that's not what this thing is about. That's mm-hmm. not what this kingdom is. That's not what I'm here for. And we know John himself uh, does come to a place of even, like, he's not perfect. He doesn't have perfect faith. He has times where he's going to struggle and wonder if Jesus' mission is really accomplishing what it was set out to do. Yes. That's true. You know, he's going to come to a place later in his own personal story where he struggles with that. Yeah. That's true. There it is. There's that imperfection. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. who doesn't? Who doesn't struggle with faith in this walk? Yeah. Goodness gracious. Jim, you pointed out something, too, about John. It's like his life purpose, his mission. It really is. We go back to a different gospel in the gospel of Luke, and there's this really cool, I just keep calling them scenes because I'm picturing the Bible so visually, but it is this cool scene where in the womb, like John is in his mother's womb, and Mary, who Jesus is in her womb at that time, comes to visit John's mom. Her name's Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. And when she shows up, the baby in Elizabeth's womb jumps. Right. And Elizabeth is like, well, my kid knows there's something special about your kid. <laughs> and this thing doesn't stop happening. Like all throughout John's life. They're womb true. buddies. They're, yeah, womb they are, buddies. they're friends. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime Jesus shows up, John's like, whoop. All right. Here he <laughs> goes. is. There he is. My life purpose right here. <laughs> and it is. It is his life purpose to like jump up and proclaim it's so wholesome it is it's so cute it is <laughs> yeah. like ever that's such a beautiful thing to think yeah. about yeah and i mean even the way it's put reminds me of of that episode that kind of prenatal episode um <laughs> because he says the friend of the bridegroom who stands by and listens for him rejoices greatly when yeah. he hears the bridegroom's voice yes he's still he's still rejoicing when he hears that jesus is around and he's all about John is all, all, all about Jesus and his kingdom. And he literally always has been 
since before he was born. John is just like the friend that he's the hype man. He's the friend that you want. <laughs> like, but, but serious, like in all seriousness, like he is such a great, like I've always seen John as such a great example of friendship, mm. of like a person who just genuinely cares so much about other people and doesn't necessarily care about himself or what he can gain from anything. He's just like, I'm here to be used by you, to be, you know, used for your purposes, to love you. And I'm like, wow. And how much I look at that and I'm like, I want to have that kind of spirit because what does me wanting things for myself get me? Yeah. 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 Can I be honest with you, though? I don't know if I could be good friends with John. (laughs) He is so intense. His his preaching is like, okay, dude. Like, whoa. That's that's really harsh, man. I I don't know. Which is interesting because it differed so much from Jesus. Hmm. I mean, like just reading it and I don't know. You say you... Uh, see the Bible kind of cinematically, like in these scenes or or whatnot. I'm not sure how I see it, but maybe in character. I like to see the character of John the Baptist, the character of Jesus, the character of Peter, right? John the Baptist's character is very much like, this is the way, you know, you got to repent, 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 you know, honestly, very Baptist. (laughs) um, But Jesus comes along and he seems to me like just more gentle and he differs. And and Tim, I sent you this article earlier about like, yeah, what um, speculating about. I know you were busy. I'm so sorry. I didn't. I didn't give you the article. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It was really long, and you were working. You were busy on like artsy stuff. So I (laughs) didn't bother you. I'm sorry. I'll allow it. Um, (laughs) I think you were choreographing. But it talks about this idea of ceremonial washing. And Mm -hmm. long story short, the the speculation is that Jesus was teaching something different than what John was teaching about whatever ceremonial washing is. Mm. And that's kind of it. He's like, you know what? Whatever Jesus is teaching is correct. Go follow him. Mm. But it does differ. I don't know. All that to say, I wouldn't really... I, it would be hard to be friends with, with But, but if he Baptist. was your friend... I would want him on my side. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I would yeah. want him on my side. Absolutely. And what uh, if that is the case, what's going on with... Maybe Jesus is showing a different side of a teaching than John was was known for for showing. Right. Even if even if that is what's going on, how much grace there would be in John's response to be like, nope, if it's what Jesus says, go with him over me. Guys, right. this is not about me. And it probably wasn't a contradiction. Sure. You know, sure. I, like Jesus didn't come to demolish the law, he came to fulfill it. So if John Good was point. preaching anything law-ish. You know, he probably Jesus came yeah. to make it complete. I was just going to say that because all, yeah. of, all of that ceremonial washing, all of the the sacrifices, all of that was pre Savior, pre Jesus, yeah. right? When that's the things that you had to do to be seen as holy in God's eyes, to be clean, to be whatever. But Jesus is like, you don't have to do that anymore. It's mm-hmm. me. I, I'm the one who's going to take care of that for you. And I can't imagine if you live your entire life being told this is how we're going to do this so that you can be holy. And all of a sudden, some guy tells you, you don't need to do that anymore. Just, you just don't. You're like, 
I get it. I like mm. so many people bash the Pharisees. I get that. Mm. I get where they're coming from. Yeah. They just wanted to be faithful. They just wanted to do what the law told them. And we always are like, oh, you silly Pharisees. How many of us just want to do what's right and we miss it sometimes? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like this study has definitely given all of us that have been a part of it almost more empathy for the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, yeah, there's a lot of us in there. There's a lot of ourselves in that. And, you know, and not in a judgy sense, like when you hear the word Pharisee, if you grew up in the church, you're maybe going to immediately associate it with judgmental religious person. Yes. Okay, that connotation is there for a reason that they did earn. But also, there's the idea of like somebody who is trying from a misunderstood and yeah, very broken perspective to try to do what they think is right. Right. And um, and John's not a Pharisee, but... um. John, as Jesus puts it, is the greatest of the prophets. Like he is the he is the best example of what you could be as a follower of Yahweh before Jesus came on the scene. Yeah. And like he's the best example basically of like what some people would call an Old Testament saint, like somebody who proclaims mm. the kingdom before mm. Jesus has arrived. Yep. Sure. And once Jesus shows up, what does John do? He doesn't go like, whoa, 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 no, Jesus, we got to hold on to these ceremonial washings. Right. Oh, Jesus, we got to hold on to these customs. Yeah. No, John gets what it was all there for in the first place. Right. This is all of it. All of these washings, all of these laws, all these things we've been doing. It's only ever been pointing to him. Mm-hmm. He must increase from now on. This is the mission. He's got to get bigger. His platform is only going to widen. Yeah. Everything that is of our own doing now, it takes backstage. There is one little snippet yeah. that I just wanted to throw in because I thought Schnip. it was almost funny. In the verse 23, uh, I don't know how to pronounce these names, but John was also baptizing in Anon near Salim. Salim. Uh, because water was plentiful there and people were coming to him and being baptized. I love that idea. It happens a couple of times in scriptures where it's like, oh, let's do baptisms here. Why? Because there's water, silly. <laughs> like, because we can. Because. <laughs> it's so cool. Like, I just love that because it took me, I think, until I was 20 to get baptized. Yeah. Because I didn't understand it. Mm. And I still didn't when I got baptized uh, in water. But I did it out of obedience. And it's so silly that it took me 20 years. Granted, it took Jesus 30 years. So I get <laughs> <laughs> um, It's okay. We're, we're, we're good buddies, him and I. So I can yeah, yeah that. you can but, say that. That's <laughs> right? true. Yeah, best of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truth. But it's so funny, like how it was just, oh, there's water here. So we can do baptisms. Oh, and it why? was just, that's what you do. Right. Because. Because there's water. Do we need a better reason? Let's <laughs> yeah. get baptizing. My, it was incredible. My church, when I used to live in New Jersey, um, we used to do that because we had uh, services right near the ocean. Oh, and so cool. we would just, sometimes it was like, this person wants to get baptized. All right, everyone head down to the beach. And we would just go to the beach and my grandmother was baptized in, oh, in the ocean. Too cool. Yeah. <laughs> that is so beautiful. I I only read one translation that included verses 31 through 36 as a quotation from John. 
Now I apologize oh. a little bit without really apologizing for talking about translation differences because so heady, maybe Tim. that does <laughs> It's like we're uh, not intellectuals. It's like, <laughs> is that really what we're here to talk about? Well, in a way, it, it it comes if you're reading the Bible, if you're studying the Bible, do you have to pick the right version? No, pick whatever version you're going to read. One of the differences between translations is that like they're not going to say fundamentally different things, mm -hmm. but they can shed light on stuff. And so just, you know, as I'm reading this in my version and verse 30, where John says he must increase, but I must decrease, gives way to verse 31. He who comes from above is above all. In my head, mm -hmm. I'm thinking, well, it sounds like John is still talking there. Yeah. But in my translation, the quotation cuts off. So I thought to myself, huh, do other versions, because there aren't quotation marks in the original Greek manuscript. Yeah. They don't have they don't have quotation marks like we do. And so they have to assign where the quote is based on the context. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I wonder if any translators have considered verses 31 through the end of the chapter as part of John's quote. And lo and behold, mm -hmm. yeah, I found one that does. And wouldn't you know, it's our old pal, The Message. Mm. Really? Yeah. And I'm not too surprised <laughs> by that because, no. um, you know, maybe just having the conversational tone that The Message does, they kind of picked up on the flow there, the natural flow of well, thought. And yeah. I think John is still the one talking when he says verse 31 and, and the rest. It's funny because until you just pointed it out, I didn't realize that that section didn't have quotation marks. See? No In my mind, I still was going, this is John, and he's still speaking. And I think in my head, a lot of times when I read the Bible, I don't even pay attention to the quotation marks that often, and I still hear the continuation of whoever was speaking, still speaking. Yeah. Yeah. It's like in our earlier episode of this season, something so cool that we kind of blew our minds. It's actually, it was, it was last episode. Jesus, Jesus says John 3.16. Those words, at least in, it depends on which translation you go with. But again, a lot of them will include John 3.16. Those are Jesus' words talking about himself. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, he's pointing at himself, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Hmm. It's really cool when you read this as like a continuing, wow. you know, when you just, yeah, isn't that? Yeah. I yeah. feel like at some point I knew that, but I, I, I don't I now, that. and my You've, brain is kind of reblown. <laughs> yeah, definitely go give a I, – I will plug the last episode with Nicodemus. It was pretty cool to look at something again. I love Nicodemus. It's familiar, but it's really unfamiliar at the same time. Like once I got into it, I realized I actually didn't know a lot of this stuff. So last episode um, was, was pretty eye-opening in the sense of Ooh. you come to the Bible just like a book. And you realize you're going to read it differently than when you're looking at it as, it's my Bible. Yeah, like, yeah it's your Bible, but also like, well, come to it fresh. And it's amazing because if you are somebody who grew up as a Christian, then you read your Bible. And as you grow up, the stories mean different things to you because of where you are hmm. in life. Or things that, you know, like John 3.16, everybody knows that. Even people who aren't Christians know that verse. Yeah. And we sort of just go, yeah, John 3, 16, for God's in the world. You know, I can recite it in my sleep. But then going, who said that? Where is it? What context is it said in? And you're like, yeah, oh, my gosh. And that's and that's the joy of reading the Bible yeah. over and over again. It is. Yeah, it really, really is. Which is what makes, I say it every time, but for good reason. It's what makes conversations like this so fun. 
like edifying. But, but so important. Yeah. But really fun too. Like yes. I yeah. can't get past that. Like it's so cool to rediscover something, to discover things for the first time too. It, it's like I mean, if you if you if you like Lord of the Rings and then you get to yeah. talk to a friend about it and they, you know, they're like this part of the book and this part of the movies and the cutscene and the this and the right. that, you know, and and you're you're talking about those kinds of things with them. It's it the Bible is kind of the same thing. It's oh, just yeah. But and it's funny to me because I read the Bible sometimes and I think, ah, oh, in a far off land there was Jesus. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, that's literally us. This is our story. We are the fancy fantasy realm where yes. all of these magical things happen. Yes. And they're still happening today. Yes. Yep. <sighs> oh, that is good. It's more even than a book. Like, I mean, duh, it's the Bible. It's more than a book. Yeah, I know. But, <laughs> but like it is, I mean, even coming back to, to John the Baptist, he knew his purpose. We know our purpose and that is to like lead, what is it, to live glorifying God and to enjoy his presence and to lead others to the Lord. Like that is our purpose for literally existing. And when you meet somebody from the other side of the world who has the same purpose, you can then have a million in-depth conversations with that person you've never met. Yes. You know, that is really cool. I love that idea of like, wow, it's really not that far off. It's like, this is our heritage. We were grafted in. You know? Oh, yes. Oh. Amen. Mm -hmm. And we're in like a, a chapter and a passage like today. We are meeting another person from around the other side of the world who's about the same thing. Today happens to be John the Baptist. Yes. Yeah. We're meeting a real person. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's what true. God's word is. Yeah. It's real. And it's literally what we're here for, to make him increase and to just let ourselves joyfully, happily decrease because we're all part of this wonderful kingdom thing together mm -hmm. with Jesus as head over all of it. Thank you for joining us for If That Makes Sense, the family life podcast about what life is really like as a young adult following Jesus. If you enjoy the show, please send it to a friend. Your genuine appreciation of the show is the best way for word to get out. And it would make our day if you left us a rating and a review wherever you found this episode. Family Life has more great original podcasts that you can check out at familylife.org slash podcast. Thanks again, and we look forward to having you along for the next one.